Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I have a real awesome person on for an interview. I have former Bobcat Jody Owens. How are you doing today, Jody? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. It's awesome to have you on. So I want to just kind of give everybody a rundown of what you've been doing post MSU first, because I think all that you've done is awesome. And I just want to know everywhere you've been. Yeah, so from a coaching perspective, I started coaching at a high school called LD Bell, which is um, probably the, the best way to describe it. It's Eulis um, Trinity's rival high school, which is where Daenerys McGee went. So I coached there for a year. And after a season in high school, I was able to come up to college and coach at MSU. I was a linebackers coach at MSU for a season. I believe that was 2015 now with uh, Coach Ione being the uh, defensive coordinator. Able to do that for a year. And I think um, avid Bobcat fans know what happened from there. It was a, a early, sad moment in my coaching career, but it, it all worked its way out. From there, I was able to go to University of Nevada, Reno under Brian Polian as a graduate assistant. So I did that for a season. And uh, a year later, I was able to go to the University of Washington for two years under Chris Peterson, which is where I learned the, the most football and I was able to, to be developed. And I was also with Coach Ione there as well. So it, it kind of all made sense. I was under a former Montana State defensive coordinator and Pete Kukowski former DB coach under in Jimmy Lake. So it was a lot of Bobcat ties at the University of Washington. So I was able to coach in some pretty big time bowl games at the Fiesta Bowl, as well as the Rose Bowl. So it was an awesome experience winning the, winning the Pac-12 and just being competitive every week on a national scale. So awesome. after doing that, those experiences that I had uh, propelled me to be the defensive coordinator at um, was Briarcliff University, which is an NAIA program in Sioux City, Iowa. Did that for a season. Um, and then from there, I was able to go with uh, Coach Wright, who was a former offensive coordinator at Montana State. Was able to come with him to Pittsburgh State for two years at the, as the co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. Um, well, we had some pretty good successes there some phenomenal guys and, and guys that I hold dearly to my heart. And um, from there, I was able to get the opportunity to be with the Carolina Panthers as an offensive assistant, um, specifically working with the running backs. And that's how I end up here. So it's my first time coaching on offense, fired up about it. That's so awesome. So, you know, one thing that I noticed about Montana State while you were there and even now is there is a huge Texas base of players that come to Montana State how cool was it I mean I know Texas is a huge state so obviously you maybe didn't know them personally but how cool was it to have other players from your state in a college that's so far away from Texas yeah it, it definitely made Montana State home so it, everything aligned the correct way and you know we had guys all across the Metroplex and even down from Houston and Central Texas, and it, it all made Montana stay home. And I think you combine that with the Pacific Northwest and the Montana guys, and, and we were able to do some special things. I think it, it was a great combination. For sure, definitely. So 
You know, your time at Montana State was kind of when Montana State was turning things around. How cool was it to be a part of that? Uh, it was awesome. I think uh, being able to set a standard at a university and, and be a part of the all-time winningest class, not a lot of people can say that. So I, I definitely don't regret coming up to Bozeman. You know, it, it's a special place for me to this day. I mean, the, Bozeman is, you know, it, it always holds a special place in my heart. So it's a place that I, I truly care about. And I was glad to be able to be a part of a historic time. And I, I, we, we all definitely wanted to leave a mark. So I think we did exactly that, although we didn't, we didn't win the big one like we all wanted to and, and dreamed and aspired to. We definitely don't have anything uh, to be ashamed of. No, for sure. I mean, those teams were great that you were on and you were a big part of that on the defense. So, you know, you've coached, obviously, like you said, at many different levels. So what do you see as the main difference between, like, let's say Washington and Boise State compared to Montana State and your other NAIA school? The, the biggest difference, one would be, you know, scholarship differences. So you're able to get I guess more talent, but the thing that you notice is there's talent everywhere. Um, from NAI programs, I had some unbelievable young men that I worked with that could have played at Montana State that potentially could have played at Washington. Um, so you see just a, a talent, uh, from a talent standpoint, you see just more talent in one area because the scholarships are, are able to, to afford that. Um, but you, but you see talent everywhere from high school on up to, to the NFL. You see guys that love the game of, of football and willing to be coached and developed and, you know, try to be the best version of themselves. For sure. So then now, I mean, how did you get this opportunity to jump on with the Panthers? Um, for, for one, I would say start with, with the Lord. So to, to go from division two coordinator to a, um, assistant coaching assistant with the um Carolina Panthers it, it would that that would be my first person I, I point the finger at because it, it's definitely not me um and then just knowing the right people the Lord putting the right people in my life specifically a guy by the name of Mark DeLeon um he knew coach rule very well and told coach rule I was a guy that he probably should want to consider and from there the the, the stars aligned so to speak so I was interviewed and I knocked it out of the park and here I am. Oh, that's so cool. So you mentioned two pretty big names in college coaching, one for Montana, um, Kane, or yeah, Coach Ione for Montana State, and then Chris Peterson. What was it like to be on the house with those two men? Unbelievable. You know, Coach Ione coached me for my whole career. So I was immersed in, you know, being around greatness every day. So he pushed me and drove me to be a best player that I could. And, and he did the same thing as he still mentors me to this day to be the best coach that I can be and, and really instill a, a never satisfied mentality of just trying to get better on a daily basis and not resting on your laurels. And then when you look at coach Chris Peterson and just the man of Chris Peterson himself, just an un unbelievable developer of talent just an awesome guy and, and just very caring person and, and wants to get the best out of everybody that's around him. So you see one commonality is genuine. Genuine. Those guys are genuine and they really want to help you be the best version of yourself. So and I, I'm definitely blessed to be surrounded by great men.
for sure. So then you also mentioned that you got to coach in the Rose Bowl, which for us people up here in the Northwest is basically like the Super Bowl. Um, so what was that experience like for you at Washington? It, it was a great experience. I was able to play Ohio State. It was actually Urban Meyer's last game at Ohio State. It, it was fun. It didn't turn out like we wanted it to, but I, I took away some, some great experiences that whole week, just the preparation that it takes. And I definitely want to go back and win it. So that's on my, my bucket list. I want to be the head coach and go back and win it. Um, oh, man, that'd be awesome. And, I mean, the Coliseum is just such a cool place that has so much history in college football and even some pro football history. It's awesome. It, no doubt, no doubt. So it, it was a great experience. Can't wait to go back. For sure. So, you know, one thing is you've played your whole career basically as a linebacker. How neat is it for you to now coach the other side of the ball and coach the offense a little bit? Uh, it, it's amazing. It, it's developing me to be well-rounded as how I view the game, being able to have two perspectives. So one from the offense, one from the defensive side and see how it all meshes together. It's been a challenge to say the least. I think offense, it has a lot, of, lot more verbiage, uh, a little bit more thinking that's involved, but uh, in defense, it's, you know, less verbiage and more of just go find the ball. So mm-hmm. um, it's been a challenge, but it, it's been fun. I, I appreciate the opportunity and the experience for sure. For sure. So being a linebacker, you know, you kind of have to have a dog mentality of I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to hit the crap out of somebody. How do you one learn that as a player? And two, how do you teach that to kids that are in high school, college as a coach? I think you kind of either have it or you don't just from a a dog mentality. I think, you know, as a coach, you just try to spot the guys that do have it, that are are willing to do the things that it takes to, to play on the defensive side, you know, which is communicate and play fast and, you know, do your, do your assignment to the best of your ability. So, you know, as a coach, you just try to find find guys that are willing to do what it takes in order to be successful, and you put those people on the field, let them play. For sure. So what's been your favorite memory of one playing for the Cats and then um, now in your coaching endeavors? What's been your favorite memory so far? Um, playing for the Cats would probably be uh, beating up on the Grizzlies uh, my senior year. <laughs> Um, in their home, so undefeated on their field. So it feels good to, to be able to say that in a tough environment. Um, and then just winning championships with, with my teammates, that would probably be uh, the, the best experience of just playing and you know spending time over the summer, every summer in Bozeman and, and setting out an example of what we want to do and, and accomplishing that three out of the four years so my sophomore, junior, senior year, that was, you know, unbelievable. It showed me that, you know, whatever whatever goals that you have, you, you put your mind to it and you develop a plan to do exactly that and you can make it happen. So I've used those experiences to help me as a coach and to help develop the guys that I work with on a daily basis. That, that certainly sticks in my back pocket. But as a coach, I would say probably winning the Pac-12 um, and then beating up on the Cougars over there at Wazoo. So I'm really big into rivalry games. I like when, you know, all the marbles are on the line and you come out on top. So, um, and I love winning championships. So those two memories probably stand out the most for me. 
That's awesome. So, you know, the big sky is really kind of, I'm going to say a juggernaut because it doesn't seem like there's a bad team. So how neat was it to be able to play in such a strong division for college ball? Uh, it was fun. Every, every Saturday you had to come with it. Every Saturday was a, a must win. So it was, it was a challenge. It was fun. And you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. I think it's the, the best um, FCS division without a, without question. So from top to bottom. For sure. So where besides obviously Bobcat stadium, because obviously I think that's the best stadium in the big sky. Also, where was your favorite place, place to play? Well, uh, like I said before, I made Missoula my second home. So it was very, very nice and, and comfortable there to be able to play in front of those fans and hush them up every time. Um, <laughs> the other place that was standout, uh, NAU was kind of sneaky, sneaky place that I kind of liked. I think it, it had some, some cool things to it, and they were always a challenge for us. Um, and I would say uh, Eastern Washington, that was, you know, unique place. Right. You know, once they got the red field, they always had really competitive teams and really good players. So those would probably be the, the ones that pop out initially. Yeah, for sure. So I have two follow-up questions with that. One, what was it like playing on that red field? That had to be kind of cool and kind of weird, too, at the same time. And then um, there are fields that are turf and grass. What is your preference with that? Um, as far as playing at Eastern Washington, so on the red field, we were actually the, I believe it was 2011, we were the first team to to kick their butts on the red field, so that was fun. Um, uh, it was it was a little bit different, because at that time, they would wear like red jerseys on top of it, and it would kind of right. mess with your eyes a little bit, but it, it didn't stop the Bobcats any on that day. Um, and then moving on to your second question, which was, can you say it one more time? Yeah, it was. I know that like a lot of fields are going towards turf more than grass. And I was just wondering what your preference was as a player. Yeah. Um, I probably, I think grass is probably better for the players just as far as injuries and playing on, on a natural surface. But I think a turf allows you to probably move a little bit faster. It's more forgiving from a speed standpoint, uh, less give to it. So I think there's pluses and minuses to, to both. I know, when um, they changed the, the field in Bozeman from turf, from grass to turf, it allowed our athleticism to kind of show up a little bit more uh, than, cause you know, in, in November in Bozeman in grass, I mean, it's a, a mud bowl at that point right. in time. So, you know, it has its advantages both ways, but I think turf is, is there to stay for sure. No, for sure. And I, I definitely see its advantages in Bozeman if there's, two feet of snow on the ground, the field looks pretty dang good and pretty dry. Exactly. No <laughs> doubt. For sure. Well, you know, one of my things with this podcast is I want to help get Montana athletes or just athletes in general to that next level of whether it be high school, college, um, pros at some point, if they're at that point, what would be your suggestion for kids that want to go on to the next level in football? I would tell them to number one, play for the Bobcats. Uh, <laughs> nah. um, that that would be a part of it. No, you definitely want to surround yourself with uh, people that that care about you first and foremost. That has your best interest in mind. 
And then from there, you got to be willing to endure the process. You know, there's going to be ups and downs. You're going to feel every emotion. You know, you're going to feel happy. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel like you can do it. You're going to feel like you can't do it. There's going to be moments of doubt. There's going to be moments of confidence and really be able to ride that wave. And, and you know, if it's something that you want to do, stick to it and don't ever let anybody tell you what you can't do. Uh, gravitate towards the people that tell you what you can do. And um, I would say pray to the Lord. Just let him know everything that you have as far as your dreams and ambitions ambitions, and ask him to surround you with the, with the right people and your, your paths will be straight. Well, that's awesome, Jody. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great to talk to you and talk about your many coaching experiences and Bobcat football. It's always fun to talk about Bobcat football. So yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate the time, and I'm looking forward to watching the Cats um, hopefully have another opportunity to make a run at the national championship. And, you know, I, again, every opportunity I get, I just want, want to let Bobcat Nation know that I appreciate them. It's been just so, so amazing to, to be able to call myself a Bobcat. It's something that I don't take lightly, and hopefully one of these days I'll, I'll be back in the blue and gold. Yes. Hey, Jody, one more thing. I almost forgot. Um, I got your name from Rob Brown of Big Sky Customs, and I know he did a figure for you. So how did that turn out? Yeah, it was nice. I know a lot of people thought I, I was a lot cooler than I actually am with that uh, figurine that he made of me. So I definitely appreciate it. It, it definitely made it seem like I, I was big time or something like that. But it, it was awesome that uh, that people thought of me in such a way that they wanted to pay however much they pay for it to, to get it done. So. It oh, he awesome. does amazing work. I, and I'm really thankful to him. I mean, he got me people like you to come on the podcast, so it's awesome. And he does really great work for sure. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, Mr. Brown does, does an excellent job for sure. Yes. Well, Hey Jody, I want to thank you so much. And you made a little bit of a Panther fan out of me. I'm a Raiders fan, so I can root for the Panthers too. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. We need as many Panthers fans as we can get. So let's start that bandwagon. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, Jody, and have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Have a good one. You too.